When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Are you ready for season two of Discography? I'm your host, Mark with a C, and Discography is a show where we look at a great artist through the lens of only their canon albums of first release material to see who they really are and how it all stacks up. And you should know that for season two, we will be discussing the albums by the one, the only, Janet Jackson. Singer, songwriter, dancer, actress, a household name, one of the biggest stars the Western world has ever known, and though she sold over 100 million records worldwide, few have really poured through her canonical albums to see how they stack up. From her unsung early recordings to the genre-defining albums Rhythm Nation and Velvet Rope, all the way to 2015's Unbreakable, we're taking the deepest dive into Janet Jackson's studio records one can possibly imagine. Season 2 of Discography premieres on July 17th, 2018 only on Consequence Podcast Network. Consequence Podcast Network. Welcome to another edition of Kyle Meredith with. It's an audio interview series presented by WFPK Independent Louisville at WFPK.org. Consequence of Sound and the Consequence Podcast Network. Wherever you're listening from today, take a moment to hit the subscribe button so you can keep up with all of the interviews in this series. I'm Kyle Meredith. Today my guest is Alice Merton, and oh, it has been an exciting last couple of years. For Alice, we'll catch up with what life has been like since her worldwide smash single, No Roots, has happened, and how it's led up to the upcoming record that's coming out next year called Mint. We'll also get into the backstories of her latest single, Why So Serious, how it relates to uh, record labels and press and fans, and how being someone that has no roots has given her more of a worldly outlook on what's going on in politics. It's Kyle Meredith with Alice Merton. Hi, Kyle. This is Alice. Uh, this is my first time being able to talk to you. I, I've been looking forward to this for a long time, ever since ever since we started playing No Roots, which I guess was 2017, when it seemed like most of the world kind of caught up to that one uh, over here in the States. Uh, congratulations on everything. You're a hell of a songwriter. Thank you so much. It's very sweet. Thank you. The, the singles since then, I, I found interesting. Uh, it almost feels like you're writing these in real time. Like, like maybe these singles are a reaction to what's happening throughout all this process. And I guess what I'm saying is none of these sound like they were, they were pre-No Roots. Is that the way it's been so far? Actually, yeah, that's exactly how it's been. I don't really write about anything other than what I'm experiencing from, like, 
the day to day. So it's been really interesting because uh, when we released No Root, there was a lot of obstacles we faced just after that and before that as well. And that's a lot of like what I've been writing about. And uh, yeah, I just I kind of love writing in the moment and uh, releasing them, actually, like not waiting three years and then being like, ah, oh, this song should should go well now. So, uh, yeah, that's kind of how it's been up to now and how, how this album is kind of structured. I feel like we've, we're along for the journey in that sense. It's a really fun way to... Oh, nice. Yeah. Are, are there any songs from, from you know, pre-No Roots that will see the light of day eventually? Were there any in the back catalog? You're like, oh, I still need to put that out at some point. Definitely, yeah. Yeah, there's um, actually three three or four of them that are going to go on the album. But, yeah, no, there's, there's still definitely some from the back catalog or that happened while I was writing No Roots as well. So that kind of came about from the from a similar feeling. Now, with being so, we're trying to be in the moment with your songwriting, do those songs sound any different now than when you wrote them as far as how you hear them and how you experience them now? Um, not really. They actually, I, I, I love capturing the moment that something happens and then having the right soundtrack that kind of fits that moment and not really changing too much of it because otherwise the memory is kind of different, you know? Like it's like you're altering the memory, which I didn't really want to do. So whenever I... Whenever I write a song um, and when, when we start producing it, I like to make sure that it really has that nostalgic feeling of in that moment. So that'll all lead up to, to Mint, which gets released, is it later this year or early next year? Uh, early next year, so January 18th. Why Mint? What's, what's, the, uh, what's the story behind the title? <laughs> well, I was actually thinking for a very long time how to sum up everything that's happened in one word. Um, and it was really, really difficult. And I'm really not sure how it happened, but I just kind of woke up one morning and I just, I knew that it was supposed to be called Mint. Like it was just one of those things that felt very natural. It was the same when I was writing No Roots or when I was writing a lot of the other songs that just, it, it's not a process where you really need to think about it. It's just, it, it's like, it was just like, okay, this is what it's going to be. So that's what it was like with Mint. And that's why I was just like, you know what, maybe, maybe there's no thinking involved. Maybe I just need to call it Mint. Um, and obviously if I went back uh, and looked at the past, or at my past, there's a lot of like associations I have with mint, whether it was actually like mint was one of the very first kind of plants I, I played with as a child. I used to make like perfume out of it and I'd call it like mint perfume. And that was like, I didn't even know it was mint back then until I found out, like I asked my parents, I'm like, what is this? And so that was kind of uh, the, when I grew up in Canada. And then I don't know, it's it, I just, I it's come across, it's come to me in so many different forms. Um, like even before a show, uh, I often feel very nauseous. And the only thing that will help me is either mint gum or mint tea or something with mint because it's the only thing that calms me down so i don't know i just there's like these little clues that kind of like came to the fact that i was just like okay i'm gonna call it mint no if 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 the universe is pointing to it you listen to the universe exactly exactly (laughs) uh you you know they say an artist has their entire life to think about that first record when the success happened did you have to rethink about what this record might sound like for whatever you had in mind when you started writing those first songs if you did have a full Mm -hmm. album in mind at all versus you know then then no roots happens and lash out you know has its own success and of course now we're on with why so serious you know this is the point usually where a lot where everyone has an opinion as far as you know in the industry everyone has an opinion on (laughs) on what the next move is and and i wonder how much you let in and how much you kind of adjust like well now with with now with bigger audiences in our sites you know maybe the record should also do these things um to be honest, I don't like thinking that way. I mean, I have I have a few people who 
whose opinion are very important to me and who I like I have a small group of creative I call I call them creative geniuses. Uh, so that would be like my producer, then a friend of mine who who designs a lot of what I wear, and my best friend who I run the label with in Europe. So those people are like very crucial to me and, and their opinions as well. But um, no, I like regardless of if our audience is growing more, whether like what direction it goes and whether it's more alternative or more pop or more rock, like I, I try and actually ignore that because at the end of the day, I still make music because it's a way of me dealing with things and processing things around me um, and just kind of under- trying to understand why I think a certain way or why I feel a certain way. And I think the moment I start to try and adjust to everyone else's expectations or, or what they think the music should sound like is the moment that I'm just not being uh, true to what I want the sound to, to be like. And uh, I, I got very lucky because we, uh, I started my, the, uh, like our own label with my, with my best friend, Paul. Um, so there's really no one who can say, you know what, this has to sound different. Like I, I'm very lucky to work with an indie label in America who understands that I, that I need creative freedom. And that doesn't say, you know what, this is what we want from you. This is what this should sound like. They'll obviously always give me advice and uh, their opinions. But at the end of the day, uh, the decision will always be mine. So uh, it could be a good thing. It could also be a bad thing. But it's, it's just the way I'm doing things at the moment. The, the new single is sort of a reaction to a little bit of that, right? With Why So Serious? Yeah, actually, yeah. Well, the thing is, uh, after uh, shortly after No Roots kind of reached its peak in, in Europe, I was getting asked a lot from, like, European um, interviews. They were like, so do you think, uh, do you think you're going to be a one-hit wonder? And I just came back to the studio, and I remember just saying to my producer, like, what, like, why are they being, why are they like this? Like, why can't people just accept that people want to make music because it's fun? And because it's just it's a way of expressing yourself. And and I came up with the idea of just saying, you know, like, why so serious? Why? Why do we take things so seriously in life? Like, why do we get so lost in our problems and just not uh, enjoy the fact that we get to have like I get to travel the world and see beautiful places. I get to play my music uh, in front of people every night. And that's what really kind of uh, inspires me and makes me very happy. So it was something I wanted just to, re- to remind myself of. That's a sort of a rude thing to ask an artist, right? Like, do you think you'll be a one-hit wonder? <laughs> <laughs> oh, you, you would, yeah. That, but that—that's not the first time that's happened. Like, they, there's always there's always those kinds of questions where they're very direct. And uh, but you know what? That's that's just the way it is. Yeah, like the, yeah. I, I mean, that's just like. Hey, do you expect to fail and never be able to do any of this again? Because <laughs> <laughs> well, I feel like people, people, people want. I, I, for some odd reason, I always feel like people kind of are waiting for you to fail. They, they want to see uh, what what it could be like to for you to fail, which is why it's fun to kind of prove people wrong or just kind of do what you want to do and not not feel obliged to to fill everyone else's expectations, but just live the way you want to be living. And that's what I want to do with my music. Like that's, and I'm very happy if people like it. They want to sing along or dance along to it but i can't ever imagine myself just trying to write a song so i know that the majority of people would like it i mean it, it, in some sense i don't know it feels like to me it would have been nice when when lash out did find its own feet and you were able to go see <laughs> <laughs> not just one yeah no it will every every song is different and every song also grows differently which is also really interesting for us to watch as well. Like with each song, I found it very fascinating because we're learning so much each time we release something. Like because we're our own label, it's for us, it's a new experience every time. So I don't know. I, I like watching the different growth and, and how 
each song develops because each one develops completely differently. It, it also looks like it's kind of given you access to some, you know, really um, successful co-writers as well uh, with, with these songs. Do, does that make it easier than solo writing? Do you enjoy, I don't know, one or the other? I have, I mean, I've done a few co-writes. I've been very lucky to just, um, like, I've, it's, it's mainly like kind of producers I, I work with. So I don't really like working in a team of like five or four co-writers. I, it's just normally me and my producer. So in, my, in Berlin, it'd be Nico, who I do a lot of my work with. Then very fortunate to work with um, Dave Bassett and John Hill, which is wonderful. Um, they're two great producers. But um, yeah, no, other than that, I haven't actually done that many co-writes. Well, what about the new guest spot? Uh, I'll bring that in because that was cool. Tom O'Dell, uh, working with him on Half that As Good awesome. As You. Yeah, that was cool. What's the story yeah, he's, there? He's always, well, I met him at a festival in uh, Germany about a year ago. And um, we both really liked each other's music. I was, I've been a fan of his for a very long time. And he just discovered the music band at the festival. And uh, yeah, no, we, we got along well. And a few months later, I got a call from his manager saying that they'd like to see what it would sound like if, if I came in and sung a duet with him. And that's what we did. And we recorded it. And now it's out in the open. That's probably going to happen more and more. It's people are going to be calling if they're not already. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I love I love doing I love working with people. I like I said for the first album I don't want to do any features, but I I can't wait like in future when the second album, third album comes to just work with different people because you never know what comes out of it. Like you never know what kind of song um, develops. And it's just it's such a cool feeling to to go into a session not knowing what's going to happen and to come out and being like this is awesome. There's a, a another track I wanted to bring up real quick too with with light in my face, which had such cool moments. And I wondered I, I've heard you talk in other interviews about um, growing up with a love for classical and and, and musical theater. And I feel like we really get a taste of that with with a track like that. Yeah, yeah, no, it definitely had a lot of um, dramatic moments. Like that for me was a song um, that also kind of represented the emotion that I was feeling back then. But I loved how it was very theatrical, very dramatic, and yeah, that's also kind of a side of me that I that I love showing people as well. I feel like that is missing in in rock and pop music a lot, and, and that is the theatrics, the, the sometimes yeah. you know left turn bombastic moves that you can do within a song. I enjoy those. Yeah, definitely, definitely. I'll close out on a serious note. There's more of a curiosity here too. You know, so let's go back to that first single with with no roots and and the whole concept that's been talked about quite a lot about you being from just about everywhere. And I thought in a time, politically speaking, where nationalism has been more vocal than any other moments in, in my lifetime, at least, I feel like mm-hmm. that probably gives you a unique look on it, a more, I don't know, humanistic look. And I, I apologize if I'm projecting onto you with any of these terms too, but uh, mm-hmm. sort of get your thought on that if, 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 if that's, I don't know if that's how you feel. Well, I've never really felt nationalistic to one place, which is very interesting to me. So I, I do kind of feel like I see things a little bit objectively in, in some ways, like living in Canada, but then also living in the U.S. and then in Germany and in um, uh, England as well. It, it really, it's a great way to compare how each kind of, um, each kind of country works and each kind of country, uh, like what moves them and what, what, especially what's been going on uh, lately, uh, like even with the whole Brexit thing of, of uh, but also witnessing that while you're still in Germany. I mean, I don't know, like it's, uh, it's been very interesting to witness. And I think a lot of that kind of shows in the music sometimes, not in every song, but I don't know. It's, it's, it's interesting because I can't, at the same time, you feel really, I'm just trying to find the right word for that. You feel kind, not special, but just very kind of almost worldly in a way, mm-hmm. because you get, to, you get an insight on so many different ways people are dealing with things it's so many different um countries and, and but at the same time it's kind of sad because i 
I do almost miss having that one place where I can be like, this is my home and oh, go like, being for that one team or for that one country. So I don't know. It's, it's definitely, I don't know if it's an advantage or a disadvantage, but it definitely gives, it makes you feel like you have an insight on like a little, it's like almost like a secret door way that you feel like you've discovered into different places. If, if people could travel the world, if everybody could travel and, and see everybody and, and go everywhere, you know, it, it feels like the, like one of these days, you know, maybe it's a century or centuries from now or whatever when, when those lines are erased yeah. and, you know, or something like that and yeah. something of the uh, the future pipe dream. But uh, Even a lot of my friends, um, I find, are have also, like, lived in so many different places, and it just gives them a really nice kind of worldly insight and, and not thinking, like, very narrow and, and thinking very kind of this is the way things are done. It's kind of, it gives you a more of an open mind. Um, which I think is great. I think it's it's very important in life to kind of be open-minded and, and also go at certain situations and problems with an open mind. Yeah. So. Well, the uh, the beauty of a song is how it can speak to different people in different ways. And, and when I heard No Roots, that's that's actually what I started thinking about instantly was was kind of that that kind of idea of what you were just talking about there at the end. And uh, that's uh, one of the reasons why I loved it so quickly. Aw, thank you very much. Yeah. Alice, it's been really great talking. Thank you so much for taking the time to do this today. I really appreciate it. I'm yeah. looking really forward to hearing uh, Mint in its entirety when it arrives. <laughs> so am I. So All am right. I. <laughs> we'll take care and we'll see you around. All right. Sounds good. Take care. Have you. a wonderful day. You too. Bye. Thank you. Bye. My thanks to Alice Merton. The new single is called Why So Serious. I'll be looking forward to that uh, new LP Mint in early 2019. If you haven't already, hit that subscribe button right now, please. So you can keep up with all of the interviews that we got going out of here, uh, whether you're listening on YouTube or iTunes, or Podchaser, wherever you're getting it from. Subscribe, uh, give it a rating, then leave a review. After that, you can head to WFPK.org. That's where I do a show every Monday through Thursday from noon to 3 Eastern, where you can also find some bonus episodes of this series. I'm Kyle Meredith. I'll see you next time. Consequence Podcast Network. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.